0: Hello, I'm Lloyd, and welcome to the ninety-three twenty podcast for a short bonus feature that I think we seem to do every preseason tour now, um, <laughs> which is a little chat with Steve McInerney, um, obviously about some of the young players that have gone on talks. I think even for people who like to follow uh, the youth teams and the like, there are some names this year particularly that stand out more than others for in terms of not knowing them. Um, and yeah, I thought we we thought we'd. We thought about doing this when the squad was announced, but actually, we thought maybe it's better to hold off to see who's actually actually involved on the pitch. And I think we're quite glad that yeah. we've done that. So, anyway, yeah. hello, Steve. Hey mate, you all right? I'm good. How, how do you how do you go with that? How do you make of it?
1: Oh, the game, the game today. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It was a lot of fun. I, I, I always forget how much I actually enjoyed preseason. It's nice at this time of year. It wasn't at three in the morning as well. It was actually like you know a reasonable time Acceptable of day. Time. But, yeah, it was just good after a summer of all the transfer nonsense. We're just kind of on its own way. It's just good the season football. It's even better when, you know, they're, they're really, really good. And you forget how much fun it is actually to watch Manchester City pull a team to pieces, um, especially when they had no right to at times, given the team that weren't out on the pitch and it was such a mismatch of players. But um, yeah, it was just really vibrant. There was loads of lovely football. And um, I guess we're talking about the academy last day. And what was really striking for me, and I noticed this within the first 10 minutes, and everyone said the same, we watch it, was that it was really notable to how comfortable they are within the system you know like you would not know at, at times that uh Tommy Doyle was playing there instead of Kevin De Bruyne for the first half an hour and, and that sounds crazy but you genuinely wouldn't know because they were so comfortable drifting out wide in the way that the midfielders do or receiving the ball giving one twos and stuff it just made me really excited once again to see this next bunch of plays that could actually challenge the squad and it also made me just it's just good to see the first team is looking really really up for it genuinely up for it um it was a really fun game. Plenty of goals. Some lovely little cameos. Uh, barely any negatives, really. And even then, the pre-season friendlies, so you can just gloss over the negatives. Um, yeah, it was just a welcome return for City, really, with loads of little kind of little mini stories in it, which is always fun. Yeah,
0: and I think especially given how kind of unideal the immediate preparations been in terms of, you know, I think they tried to fly out twice, didn't they, to China? Um, yeah. So they probably had a lot less, you know, they probably had two less days on the pitch in China in terms of acclimatizing and. Uh, yeah, definitely. used to jet lag and whatever so I think you know you've got to factor that in as well
1: but that's definitely a thing I mean like West Ham had been there over two days before us and we basically got there 24 hours Did a light training session and played a game and um like tra- traveling to China like my missus went to China few years back and like it, it killed her you know tired was because it's a 24-hour journey and like imagine having to be an elite athlete then in the humidity over there as well and uh, to be as, as sharp as they were like my general attitude in preseason games is um, I don't think you can ever complain of preseason games. I think they're totally win win because if a player doesn't play well or, or the system doesn't look right or whatever, or we don't we get a bad performance, it's so understandable and it's so excusable for so many different factors that it's almost negligible. Like you just, there's no point thinking about it because it's just totally and utterly excusable, so it's just logical to ignore it. However, at the same time, if there's any positives, you're like, "Well, great," because they're just an added bonus. Basically, it shows that maybe a player will be a little bit ahead of the curve of the rest of them, or maybe the players look as focused as they did last season. But it's almost like basically negatives don't really matter because they're excusable, and the positives are just a nice bonus. So like, that's how I see preseason. I think it's just a really interesting little kind of thing, and the fact that even then there were so many excuses for the negatives to actually be there if they wanted it to be there, and they still weren't. Ah, it just shows you how much Pep really obviously has these players motivated. You can tell that even after just one 90 minute friendly against West Ham.
0: Definitely. And I think you could see as well, you know, typical Twitter after one performance, there are some people, you know, already dissecting it and laying in. Like I think, you know, Angelina's (laughs) taken a few pelters. And obviously his, (laughs) his positioning wasn't great on some of the. No well, he could have given away two penalties in all honesty. But the thing is, like you say, I mean, Slitchy is first game back and you know, we've got to remember how Wayward okay. kind of, Remember um Zinchenko's position exactly, was when yeah. he moved there. You know, Pep it's gonna take time, these kind of things. So. And also
1: remember Edison's debut as well in pre-season he was just so short to everything like so slow to everything and like uh, he didn't quite work and all that kind of stuff and I don't know it's just like Angelino we all know he isn't the greatest defensive but he isn't that bad you know <laughs> that was just a shocker like that was he's not that bad because if he was that bad defensive the time he simply wouldn't be back at Manchester City Football Club um, but I suspect once again there was moments where um, it was just, it was just totally end-to-end stuff you'd never see a City team that exposed and a part of that actually was probably Roger the new lad he wasn't quite as used to you know, stepping in to cover with the fullbacks in the way Fernandino does, and also they had the youngster um Perveda in front of him as well. He wasn't really getting back in the way that you'd expect uh Sane or Sterling to do if he was ahead of him. So it was just open, it was loose, it was a bit sloppy. Uh, the heat got to him a little bit maybe. Angelo didn't play well, he didn't, but um, it, it, it's one of those things get out of the way, he'll he'll I guarantee he'll be a damn sight in his next game because he'll have no choice not to be. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's a good way to look at it. Um, okay, so just as a quick reminder for people who can't remember what the team was, um, so yeah. basically in terms of the youngsters anyway, we had f- there are five, well I suppose four proper youngsters and Lucas Nemecha that started. So that's Taylor um, Howard Bellis at centre back alongside Laporte, Tommy yeah. Doyle in kind of a bit of a De Bruyne-esque role uh, alongside David Silva. And then the front three of Bernabe on the right, Pervader on the left, and then Nemecha obviously coming back from Preston yes. up front. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I'll let you start with who you want, but I think from from an obvious perspective, it seemed to me that Harbour Bellis and Tommy Dole were probably the standouts. But, yeah, who, who do you want to go for first?
1: Um, it's nice when you, um, you want someone to be a standout, and this is not confirmation bias, it's just... Actual like confirmation, you know, like I like t- Taylor Howard Bellis and Tommy Doyle are both really, really high rated really Manchester to see. And he's always that worried that um, when you, you know, when they'll step up, or whatever, can they look as comfortable with the first team? I know it's only pre season, but you still get an indicator roughly of the confidence. Uh, and honestly, they um, you know, the way that we saw Foden come uh, in to the, the first team a couple of years ago was it a couple of seasons ago now or one season ago? I thought it was against United, um, two. it was two seasons ago, yeah, wasn't it? Uh, and he looked so comfortable, so at home. It, at times, in their own ways, it just reminded me of that. Like, um, for their own individual performances, because they're both seventeen, they're both local lads. Tommy Doyle, as everyone knows, has got this incredible story. Like, um, you know, Mike Doyle's granddad, Glenn Pardo, his granddad, and he's literally like, you cut him in half. He is Manchester City, like a stick of rock, you know. A city, inside. he's like, he's just pure Manchester City as a footballer. But then. To see him play that well and see him look that comfortable. And being honest, I, even though he was, he, I knew he was good, I wasn't sure how well he was going to step up. Like, I thought Taylor Howard better step up a little bit clearer and um, more comfortably than he did. But um, he's one of those players, thankfully, by the looks of it, who seems to get better with more intelligent players around him. And that's usually a very good sign. And um, Tommy Doyle was just excellent. There was a couple of little moments where you'd see. Um, uh, where he was playing one-twos with people and his first thought was to drop his shoulder, burst past his man, and whip across him, almost a Bruiner esque and he has got a right foot, it's just very similar, genuinely, not as refined, of course, and he's still very young, he's only seventeen years old, um, but he does have that sense. Same, similar kind of gait to where he runs and he does have that same uh, direct approach to his game which is really really encouraging and the fact that he was so comfortable receiving possession the fact that he was so comfortable in the midfield alongside Rodri and David Silva and then alongside Kevin De Bruyne in the second half because um, he was kept on which was great as well when others went off uh, it just shows you um, how much talent this let has got and then like Taylor Howard Bellis as well another guy where I think his granddad's a City fan he's a start port fan but he's been you know he's been at the club since he was about six something like that so He's basically City for and through, even if he isn't technically, you know, he's he basically, he's one of our own. Um, and he's he's just as good as a prospect Harry Garcia is, and I think we'll get into him in a bit. He's disguised every bit as exciting now. What do you now, think? Yeah, honestly, well, I genuinely believe in his own ways every bit as exciting. Like um, I am not like them. Like, I know a lot about cities. Academy lads, um, but I don't know loads about um, the you know the wider academy level. You know, in terms of the teams like Arsenal, United, a lot, lot. I asked about a little bit, and there's some accounts on Twitter where they just dedicate their you know the lives to it. One in particular, like like Chelsea youth. Chelsea youth, exactly. so Chelsea, Chelsea youth is a guy who just seems to live and breathe um, football, and he's he's a scout for football manager, all this kind of stuff. And um, he said, uh, and I trust it, you know from people's opinion, just trust in general. He said oh, that yeah. Taylor Howard Bellis is by far the best centre back England have at his age um he's seen as that much that good um like not even questionable like the real deal and um i've heard so little about him yeah well 18s profile's been a bit lower this year compared to some years mainly because a lot of them moved on you know like the the big star boys like um brahim and sancho that they're the ones that kind of got all the attention around the first team and because we have had someone like foden in the first team maybe people haven't been paying attention to 18s quite as much which is which happens i guess and but it's been a very low profile. Watching Howard, I remember um, him playing as an under sixteen for the Druids. He's looking very comfortable, then. he's only young, obviously. And he's a little bit smaller, but then last season in the FAU Cup, um, he was an absolute rock alongside Eric Garcia. And the fact that he's still only seventeen as well—I think he doesn't turn um, eighteen until like uh, January or something like that—he's um, just tall, he's just strong. And there was bits today where. I love this. He played the whole 90 minutes. Like, Laporte came up before yeah. him, and John Stones came on, and he played alongside. At one point, he was right centre back, next point, he was at left centre back. And um, he was just comfortable either side. There's one bit where he went over to the left, like 80 minutes before that. And he was playing one twos in the area with Bravo, um, then around defenders and playing out to Gundogan. He was just thinking, that is just so, so cool. It's what you'd expect from Eric Garcia, but he has the added height. Uh, and the added physicality and he's probably a little bit faster the only thing he probably doesn't quite have is like maybe yet is garcia i definitely think reads the game a little bit better that garcia is just you know he isn't the biggest or fastest so garcia as we've seen has this really good understanding of the game you know like his positional awareness is fantastic like he always seems to know where to be uh, taylor 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 harwoods isn't bad it's just not quite as you find that but everything else like it just reminds me honestly like um like I, I, I a ball-playing young John Terry in terms of, you know, just knows where to be. Like I just, I really yeah. like him a lot. I think he's a very, very exciting player. Um, and I think the fact that he played 90 minutes today, despite, you know, we, we could have found a way to put on uh, Walker at centre-back if we wanted to and put uh at right-back or anything. You know, we could have done loads of different variations to get people on the pitch, but Pep just left him there. And he gave Tommy Doyle as well. 60-odd minutes. They were both fantastic. They were, those two were just so, so comfortable. And then, um, I honestly would not uh, be not be surprised if they both went the Davis this season you know in the League Cup or something like that.
0: Yeah, I was gonna pick up on what you what you said actually about Harvard Bellis. I thought the fact that he started out obviously right centre back alongside the port and then Pep was happy to move him and not Stones to left yeah. centre back to me, that that seemed you know, that seemed quite interesting.
1: That's, yeah, that's a massive show of favour, isn't it? Um it was just uh, and it's the fact that as well, he was playing against um a good West Ham team. You know, well, that, put, that
0: team, that, was, that team is is not far off. I oh, think the team that nice we'll that, see in three weeks is um, in our. Other than maybe
1: the new the new guy, Haller up front or whatever. But like he, in general, he was playing against yeah, pretty much one of their strongest teams, and he was comfortable. Like obviously, you know, he's not perfect yet. He's seventeen. Who he is? But it's the fact that he's six foot two. He's already can pass it around the defense. He can. Already, he's already he winning headers and he won loads of headers. you again, you can actually pass. He's six foot two. He's physical. Like, have we actually got our own young Harry Maguire? Do we need? you know someone like there's a little bit as well where he was stepping into my field like not 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 over the top you know he wasn't like darting free the way Maguire does but he was trying to uh, you know pass it on the front foot and all that kind of stuff which thought oh he's got the right attitude it's like right attitude he's a leader and so is Tommy Doyle they're both leaders both like captains they're both captain teams and whatever so that's always a good sign and then Eric Garcia as well he's a captain <laughs> so we've got three young lads here who just kept all captain material and all got those talent they're all dead young it's like oh what a time to be as blue, honestly, I love it. Well, it's good,
0: especially when you consider big Vinny's walked out the door, so we do, we we could do a bit of that coming up, you know?
1: <laughs> big shoes to step into there. I don't think... Oh, that's that's you know, I'm, legit, just, but... I'm just saying, in, in, in the
0: future, we, uh, we, we do have a bit of a, we have, well, yeah, not definitely. a bit, we have a massive vacuum there, so it would be nice.
1: You know, Honestly, I, I know this sounds dramatic, but like, I'm talking about a game where we're, confused, you know, with a game where we have 90% possession of something stupid and we, we're playing, I don't know, like, um. A Norwich at home or something like that and they're going to sit back a little bit Um, if you if you had if you had to you really put someone like Taylor in defence alongside our strongest 11 we'd be fine I genuinely believe that like you, it's just you know the way you would about Eric Garcia you wouldn't worry about him it's very mm. similar like because uh, Garcia you wouldn't worry about if you had to play a Premier League game you know you wouldn't want him playing the big games yet but in a normal game where we're comfortable at home we've got two players there two young centre-backs who would be totally at home Um, because they both had that confidence that just some young players have you can just see it you know they just kind of get it and all that um and we we have got options and they I I would be more than happy uh with those two as the fourth choice or you know rotating alongside the likes of maybe Fernandino or Rodri we need them
0: very interesting um just just to touch back on Doyle as well I, I thought a couple of things were quite noticeable one you touched on which was he does he does move a bit like Kev in that he, he kind of yeah. looks, you know, Kev has this weird thing where he looks quite
1: where well, he's mechanic. right the drops, he's running, you know what I mean? Like yeah, he, he looks quite kind of mechanic
0: dits. and languid, but then actually he's quite, he is quite smooth and he covers the ground quite quickly.
1: Yeah, yeah, um, it's very similar. Doyle had that as
0: well. And the way that he kept, you know, he kept kind of pushing it out as De Bruyne does ahead of him to then either deliver a ball or to, to then move Did it back. See-
1: that moment where his first touch was just to knock it past the defender and then put the cross in. Like, he he didn't control it and stop it. His first touch was to knock it ahead of him past the defender. You know, like, little things like that just reminded me of De Bruyne so much where he just knows the right first touch to take him into space and stuff like that. Um, And I honestly feel as well, like he looked a little bit better than he did last year for the under 18s. And you wonder like if these lads who, um, if, if they're just good learners and the natural, imagine someone like De Bruyne, just like te- just playing alongside the um, Doyle in training. Like how could you not learn from that? You know, like that, that especially if you are like an intelligent uh, student of the game and he seems to be from all, whatever, well, every time I hear him talking, and all that kind of stuff and see and talk about like England when he's been away and stuff, he just seems to be such an intelligent, nice lad. And I, uh, Imagine how much he's learning um, alongside this first team and alongside Guardiola. Guardiola will teach teaching to not the ball as soon as he receives and all this kind of stuff. And the same for both of the other young lads we've talked about. Then, but yeah, Doyle. There are similarities there. I don't think he quite has that range of instinctive passing that De Bruyne has, but well, he, def- does. Yeah, he does. Yeah, who does? you was talking about one of the best, well, probably even maybe the best passing world football there. But like, he's definitely a very, very intelligent like um, midfielder and. You want to see him, you want to see him around the team, basically, you know, for the next couple of years, and see if we can develop into someone that can maybe step into Gundogan's shoes, you know, in in a year, a couple of years, something like that, um, as another number, number eight there, um, while Foden steps in hopefully into someone like David Silva's shoes. That's the that's the dream, is it? Let's be honest. Um, fingers crossed. And for the listeners, you do do you think he is an eight? Um, well, that's why he plays for the academy to teams, but I think in general you might be more useful if you could definitely learn the players on number six a little bit as well, because. Uh, he always scored plenty of goals for the youth teams, but he was a little bit bigger and a little bit faster than most of that age. And I think he's, he's, people are caught to him a little bit, you know, in terms of physical development. So he's not as fast and as physically imposing as he was at academy level. So he doesn't score as many goals anymore. Um, but he's he's more than capable um, of playing as an eight or six. I would like to, him, to see him learn the Fernandinho ways, you know, because he's got the range of passing. He's, he'll be about a similar size to Fernandinho eventually. Uh, very intelligent, very tenacious and stuff. So, uh, if he could learn that side it as well, maybe the EDS this season, that'll really give him a chance. Nice one. Um, okay, so then I think the, obviously
0: then the other three <coughs> are, well, the front three. Um, I think place to start on this one is, well, for me, it's got to be Bernabe. I mean, that pass, yeah. t- speaking Wonderful, of De Bruyne, it? I mean, that is, that's De Bruyne-esque. We'd be waxing lyrical about that if that was in a Premier League game or whatever. And that's, I think that was going over Issa Diop. Um, who's massive? He's like six four. West Ham's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He lands it, you know, perfectly on Silver. Silver's chest, and Silver, to me, reminded me a little bit of his um, goal against Watford in the final. Where he kind of brings it down and shoots across yeah, the goal. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, talk to me about Bernabe. What did you, what did you make?
1: So before that, quickly, Silver looked good today as well. God, he, he was does. really good. He was really on it. Like he looks young again. He, you know, he looks hair looking good as well. That, that transplant's worked. He looked fast. <laughs> but um, yeah, Bernabe was. Um, He's an interesting one, Bernavi, because I remember um, seeing that when we signed. Him. Had a bit of a tough year last year, didn't he? Yeah, it was interesting. Like, but like, we, he's he's played so many positions. I, I remember seeing that when we got him from Barcelona, and then I remember seeing clips when he was at Espanyol as well. And he was he played almost like deeper in some of the games. He was playing like as a number six, you know, like a deep line playmaker and stuff. And then in some games, just playing more as a kind of modric kind of thing. And when you see how he moves, you can see that where you know why he would be playing in that kind of modric role a little bit especially as a youngster, but uh, the EDS, he's just been kind of, uh, for the, in the FA Youth Cup last year, he was playing as a left winger, and today he was playing as a right winger for the first team, and I think he got a bit, when he, he made his debut, didn't he, I think, um, did he yeah, get on he last year? He, he played, he played, he's played one in one of the league Cup games. I'm going to get it you know, um, It was, but he did make his debut, there you go, it was against Oxford, Oxford United, um, so he got late, but I think he came on then on the right as well, so, He's, I think, he's been thrown around a little bit, and it's probably been tough for him to adapt to a little bit because obviously the physicality is totally different, the styles different, the lifestyle is different. But you can't really deny, you know, his technique is just um. It's, it's. he's obviously a very special technical footballer in terms of... Like There's one little dribble he did, which was really... Uh, it made me laugh, because I'm not saying he's anywhere near this level, don't worry. I wish he was, but he isn't. But the way he, he skipped past two people, and these little floppy hair, he looked like a 17-year-old little Messi dribbling past people, and I was like... It just made you smile, because the way he runs with the ball was so similar. He doesn't have that same pace, obviously, and he's not at that level, because he is, but... He obviously has so much natural ability, and uh, that pass as well was just the highlight of the match in terms of just the way he pinned it right in his chest. There was a couple of moments where he tried a few things that didn't quite come off, but you can clearly see that he has so many, so many, so many tools, you know. But it's just what, what it's just how he's going to break into team because he's not going to be good enough as a winger um, to get ahead of you know the ones that we've got in general. Um, maybe you'll get another go in the Carabao Cup or something like that. It's going to be hard for him to get in as probably one of the three eights that we play. So Do you think alone this year would probably be the best I think thing? someone might, correct me if I'm wrong, I, I think someone said if he stays for another year he might get um, homegrown, you know, so I don't, I honestly can't verify that so it's hard to say but if that is true then if he stays another year he gets uh, homegrown then maybe he'll stay but I think in terms of a loan I don't think it'll happen simply because I think um, we're just probably short players in the, the EDS as simple as that really. Uh, I don't think we've got loads there but He's, he's good enough maybe to play somewhere. It's just where uh, where he would actually playing regularly. Um, I can't see, I've i got a feeling he'll stay. And maybe if he does well, you might see one of those January loans or something like that. We know where they go. They go halfway through the season for football or something like that. Um, but he was really nice today. Like really, Some lovely little touches. a uh, Really, really talented player. And obviously, um, I, I remember when he joined the last season hearing that he'd impressed quite a lot in training with Guardiola. Uh, really liked him. And I, I guess the impression, once again, is that he still does like him because he obviously bought him there. He started him today. Um, only 45 minutes, obviously, but uh, he'd definitely been happy with it. Uh, he, he looks like, of the outside the other, um, the two that stood out massively, he was the the third best, I reckon, today.
0: Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. Um, then, so, I think next guy to move to, for me, would probably be Perveda. Um, yeah. So, I think, obviously, he had a massive chance early on and, yeah. you know, great little reverse pass from Silva. That was rolling back the ears. Um, and I thought, generally, to be fair, he, yeah, he did. Which I think is one of the things that really didn't help Angelino. Bit more of a difficult game for him. What did you what did you make of it?
1: I lost you for half a second, then, to be honest, mate. Can you repeat that because you cut
0: out? Yeah, sure. So I said um, that I thought it was a bit more of a difficult game for him today and his lack of tracking back didn't. Didn't really help Angelino. Um, yeah. What did you make of his his performance?
1: Yeah, um, he and uh, I, and this is not criticism as such because it's literally what he is. But he looked like um he like an academy lad, you know. Uh, and when when you see um, uh, Taylor Howard, Bellis, and Tommy Doyle just look so seamlessly involved in the first team, um, and you, you don't notice that. Sadly, you did notice that Pervader was, you know, obviously a bit younger and a bit raw and stuff. And it's hard for him because it, it's hard for a winger because winger's by definition, you know. You need a run of games to get into the stride and they need a confidence-boosting moment to get, you know, where they want to be and all that kind of stuff. Um, it, there's a couple of nice little moments, a nice little bit of skill where you did a little the Ronaldinho flip-flap kind of thing, got past the guy and uh, a couple of little intelligent runs. It's just, you, you, you approach the, the finish, the chance he got, with loads of nerves, sadly, you could see that um i think he's a good player Perveda. uh but i feel like um once again like i think you can just see he's, he's i don't put it this way he's not as good as brahim and brahim wasn't good enough to get regular football um and despite brahim being a fantastic talent so i think as good as pervader is and as skillful as he is i just don't think he's got a chance to get regular football here um because it's just it's just too blocked in front of him and uh, he's English as well, isn't he? Despite the name, yeah, he is. Yeah, he's got um, he's Colombian parents, but he's played for all in the youth levels and stuff. I think he's a really exciting player. But I think in general, uh, he's 19 now. He'll be, he'll turn 20 this um, this coming season in February. So it's one of those things where he needs to um, he, he will he'll 100% go on loan. I'm almost certain he'll go on loan. If he doesn't, he should do because it, that'd be stupid. Where he'll go, I don't know. Um, maybe now Girona in second tier it might not be a bad shout. Uh, you know because. He might get some game times there because, I know, he's not Spanish, but like the whole, his, his way he plays is, is not too dissimilar to the kind of style that could excel there. Or maybe he'll go at NEC, but if that's still even a thing this season, given it's been a bit of a flop. Um, but I thought he was okay. I did not think he did much wrong, but I don't think he kind of sparkled in the way that uh, the others did. Um, and I think, in general, he reminded me a lot of his cameos in um, the Correbro Cup as well, where I thought he was similar last season, where he was all right, you know, but he still didn't look quite at home in the way that some do yeah, um, a few flashes kind of thing yeah a few flashes but just just you have to be really special to get in this team out wide because like um, Sane can't even get in this team so like yeah. it's just it's, it's just hard really hard Um, and I think once uh, going back to the Brahiming, I think Brahim's a better player and I think uh, he struggled uh, so I think it's going to be a very similar thing for Perveda hopefully I'm wrong on that Um, but I don't think his performance changed anything today we just saw a talented young winger but while he doesn't have the um, ability yet to change a game for
0: City. No, I think that's a very fair assessment, to be honest. Um, I would agree.
1: So, last one. I think there's
0: a few interesting things, obviously, to say uh, about this chat. So, it's Lucas Nemecha, who obviously spent last season on loan at Preston. I, I actually have a couple of mates who are Preston fans, and they said whilst he didn't really score that many goals, he was actually quite crucial in how they played and towards the back end of the season really came into it, set up a few and was generally one of their best players. Um and also I think he's he's moved, he switched allegiances now from uh England at youth level and he's obviously switched to Germany. He was in their yeah. he was in their squad in the under twenty one year old. I don't I think he was on the bench from virtually all their games. I don't think he troubled the team sheet Yeah, too no, much. he came
1: off didn't I think I want to come off the bench every now and then. Yeah, exactly.
0: But, yeah, I mean, he looked to me like, you know, someone that's benefited from a season of, you know, serious me- men's football, so to speak. And
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. I agree. I think you, you instead of three touches, it was two touches and all that kind of stuff, you know, like, he just look, I remember last year when he came in and he was a little bit leggy and a bit kind of like, a bit um, Bambi on ice, you know, the way that Adderabai was a little bit um, initially. Like, obviously, loads of ability, but just taking a while to get the ball from under his feet and all this kind of stuff and a little bit, uh, even though he wasn't... Um, week he was just not exerting himself in the way that he probably could have done and he was he was obviously a better player than he was a year ago. I think that was I think he did a pretty decent job of leading the line. He won himself a penalty. It was a bit soft we be honest, but he won himself a penalty he finished it really coolly and um he, he's obviously better for um uh for that year away. Uh he's twenty now obviously so he's twenty-one this season. Like he's he's gotta go on loan again. I think that that much is pretty obvious. But I like Lucas the Major. I think he's a good player. Um I think he's going to be a bit of a slow burner throughout his career and I, th- I honestly believe he'll make his way back to the Premier League eventually. I think, um, I remember reading somewhat similar. I, didn't, I don't know any Preston fans but I did that thing where you look around and I watched the bits I could do with him and he did, he had a th- quite, I think he had like nine assists last season as well. Yeah, like, um, he had yeah, yeah, plenty of assists. Only, only a handful of goals, like, literally, I don't know, just, like, what, two or three or something like that? I can't remember. But, like, I remember doing a video on him recently and um, noticing he had loads of assists. And was he playing that wide a bit, I think? Um, yeah, I
0: think wrestling. he was. And he. Yeah. I think he scored, He scored like, three or four towards the end of the season that were quite crucial goals, like, equaliser or yeah. whatever. But he did a lot of um, hustle My mate said he a lot of, like, hustling in the box and, like, kind of coming in, so being on the right, cutting back and then... Providing like tap ins a bit, like uh, you were saying, a a few like they had a few like kind of sterling um, Sarney goals where like the striker's coming in at the back post, yeah, yeah.
1: Well, I mean, he's obviously improving, like, um, it's one of those things you want him to be good for City, but then we just know the level's so high that, um, he probably won't be, but that's not to say he won't be a good player. You like, you look at him and think, um, I think he'll actually get better, and I think he'll have a season where. He scores 15-20 goals all of a sudden, and then maybe that will be his default after that point to score twenty goals a season, you know, for someone somewhere. Um, and he can finish. We saw him score a ton of goals for the academy teams, but I thought he was good today. I thought he'd be he'd be quite happy with himself. Um, uh, it's probably harder for him to stand out because people are used to him now. You know what I mean? Like he's he's got a big opportunity though with yeah, he with has got Sergio and
0: Gab kind of not. I mean, even if it's you know, say, you week know, because we we do have to be fair. Even if it's not to say to uh, go forward at City he's got a big opportunity for oh, massive, potential yeah. suitors to you know people are going to be seeing these games they're on Sky Sports you know they're against I know we've got the two um, games against I can't remember I can't what's the name of the first one then Yokohama um, uh,
1: Yokohama Marinos we've got so we've got we've got Kitschie FC Ki- then Yokohama that's it yeah uh,
0: but I mean still they're quite you know especially the game yeah. against Wolves it's going to be you know, there'll be a lot of people watching that. I'm sure. I don't have
1: any harm at all. I thought you thought he was strong today. Um, um, he was a threat. He was. He won. You know, he, obviously he's got physicality and he's got a decent turn of pace and he's skillful. He scored a goal. He won himself the goal. And I um, once if he if he comes away for this tour with three goals in four games or something like that, um, having played a load of minutes, he's going to be loads of teams who want him on loan again. And um, he's definitely going to have a very good career. Uh, and like, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, and it could be that maybe we let him. If he's happy, we let him loan for you know two, three seasons more and see how it goes. And you never know. It could be that. And um, he next season, he scores 15 goals. The season after that, he scores 25. And we might think, well, should we have him as the third-choice striker in, you know, in three, two, three years from now and see how he gets on? You never know because he, he scored plenty of goals in a City kind of style before um, for the academy teams and been really, really lethal at youth level, playing the same kind of football that City play. Obviously not quite as intense, but he's mm-hmm. shown he can play in a system. He showed today that he can play in a system, so he could be one of those like slow, you know, um, slow burners, like in the way that Harry Kane was. He's the obvious reference point there uh, in terms of Kane didn't score loads of goals in his early loans. He took him a long time to get uh, to become a regular goal scorer, But Spurs played the long game with him, and I think we can do that with the major sure if we want to. Because as long as he's getting games and um, improving, I don't think he'd be too bothered. Or he could be. He could be one. Maybe he's a prime candidate for. Um, it doesn't happen much in English football too fair, but you know, the buyback thing. Um, yeah. He's well, got like, yeah, exactly. I think it's more of an overseas thing because I'm not sure many teams will agree to sell a player to, you know, a, 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 an English team and then to have a buyback as well. But like, I don't know. I, I like Lucas. Um, I thought he was decent today and um, he's obviously got a lot of ability. It's just, um, I think he needs to have that season where he scores loads of goals somewhere and to, then people will have a little bit more faith in him as maybe a city prospect. Good stuff. So that's that's the starting lineup wrapped up. Um,
0: I wanted to I want to get a quick couple of minutes on Eric Garcia, but before um before we do, are there any of the guys who didn't make it on the pitch today that you'd like to cover? I know obviously, um, Arthur Dionku was called up, but like, late call up, I think. Yeah. Yes, yesterday. Uh, who's a right back? Um, which made people some people think, oh, maybe he's Danilo off. Um, obviously, I think Ben Knight as well has um, been talked about a little bit do you want to just give people a bit of an impression of those two guys
1: looking back I think we, the uncle has been called up because of Bolton hasn't he because you told me I didn't realise Luke Bolton's maybe dropped out so That's maybe the um, yeah. yeah so right. I think the anchor's called up for that Probably. reason but I, I like him what I've seen of him um, I don't think he's 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 a really we've got um, a couple of good young fullbacks in the under 18s and the one I actually like the most is Jeremy Fringponger I like him a lot um, he's not quite as physically ready but he's just such a fun little fullback so much skill and pace and desire and just such a great little fullback. Um, but Dianco um, is another one that we should definitely keep an eye on because uh, he's just a beast, <laughs> literally a beast of a fullback. He's absolutely massive already. He's got loads of pace. Um, we only got him like a couple of years he ago. He's channeling his Micah Richards. Yeah, he's just. Uh, <laughs> he's, he's like. He, Physically, his style is very much like, you know, the old um, bulldozing, like, um, Micon kind of thing. Well, not the Micon of Man City, the, the Micon where he was actually good and not dead and old. But, like, just that kind of big, kind of powerful right-back and where he gets forward really well. But... He's just a, a really good player. They had a really good uh, end to the season. He did. He started quite slowly at City, but he's been getting better and better. Um, he's played a lot for the Spanish youth teams, but he's got actually just linked up with Senegal within the 20s and had a really good tournament, for what I can gather. And uh, got an assist as well, I think, at some point. Um, he's just a good right back. Uh, he's probably one that we could maybe see uh, you know on the bench or something if we need to rest a player or two in the Carabao Cup at some point. Um, I don't know if you've got on the pitch, I'd like to see him get on the pitch because I think he's another that maybe could benefit a little bit from more intelligent, more intuitive players around him, but he's good uh, and another one as well um, I like the look of a lot uh, is Ben Knight Now, he's, I think he's another one who's benefited from someone else dropping out because Manu Garcia was probably going to come um, but obviously he's about to seal alone if he hasn't already to somewhere um, but Ben Knight's uh, another one that they've got a lot of hope for and He's got obviously a lot of he's got some limitations or some barriers to entry because he's only tiny. Like um, we're talking like a really slight little guy here. Um, like in the way that Foden wasn't that kind of stuff. Um, he probably doesn't quite as the same dart pace that Foden did as well. But he's just um, he was impressive last season in the FAU Cup run. Like a, a really kind of forward thinking, uh, intelligent little attacker. Um, we have a lot of these, don't we? These little attackers. You look so him as well
0: in the face. You yeah, he's, he's
1: he's tiny. He's got a terrible haircut. He's an absolute uh, baby. We got him from like a, I think which seven hundred uh, k or something about twelve months ago. Um, took a while to get going, but he was uh, he got ahead basically. I guess he's got ahead of the likes of. Um, uh, Jaden Brath or someone like that, or maybe Taylor Richards or people who probably would have expected to see on this. Maybe Felix the Major actually. Uh, those people you would expect to see on this tour, but I think his performances at the end in the FAU Cup have got him into the uh, the first team squad for this trip. I don't think he's ready yet, but he's definitely a really nice little player. I'd love to see him get on the pitch because it's just a really nice understanding to the game and the way he glides about and the way he passes and moves and the way he's always looking to get a shot off. Um, he's a goal threat intelligent little player and just the one that I think City like a lot because um, just because of his commitment really uh, as well as his skill so yeah nice little player.
0: Good stuff okay um, and then just to wrap up a guy that I've already mentioned so Eric Garcia I've been wanting to ask you this question um, because I've seen a few there's quite a kind of contrast between people saying you know I think on, on one side of the coin there's a school of thought that God we you know Otamendi's not here we're short of centre-backs, it would have been great to see him get a yeah. bit more time along with guys. Then there's the other side that actually, is he going to develop more playing in a, in a really competitive under-19 tournament for Spain than he is playing with, you know, all due respect, pre-season games, which are important, but as we were saying, it's, it's more about, you know, building up fitness, getting that familiarity and kind of, you know, maybe catching Pep's eye. I don't think Garcia particularly... For me, he needs to catch Pep's eye in the same in the same way as maybe some of the other guys on 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 the tour. I think Pep, you know, yeah. knows what he's what he's about. He'll he'll have trained pretty much unequivocally with the first team last season. Which which side of the coin do you kind of come down on of those two?
1: I totally see both ways. I definitely lean more one way because I still think. I, I just the way I see it, I think anything with the first team is more important than anything with youth teams. I just that's how I see it in general. Like, um, I understand entirely about the competitive thing, but I would much rather see him have a scrap with Mikhail Antonio than um, a Portuguese under 19 striker, just because I think, I think maybe in this particular case, I just uh, I think this context as well matters. I think even though Pep doesn't know all about him, as Pep said today himself as well, like he said after the game. He said training's fake he doesn't mean anything you know um the only way you can actually judge performances and whatever is out on the pitch uh so pep she said that like how that's the best way to learn because as much as you do you don't learn anything until you get on the pitch and so i feel like in general even though as much as um as much as uh, we all know is really good and that kind of stuff and we we pep does trust him instead i just want to see i wanted to see him there out there on the pitch today because there is that fourth spot that we all know about you know um and if Garcia had played today and been fantastic uh, and made headlines and Guardiola had the chance to go, wow, see how good he was in the way that Guardiola said that about Foden, you know, two years ago. Um, and maybe he could just thought, well, I saw him today um, against uh, these uh, Chicarito and uh, Philippe Anderson and uh, Michel Antonio, proper Premier League players. And he was really good. So I liked, I would like the question to be put into his mind because I just think you learn more from when they're around the first team. Having said that, I don't think it's a bad thing that he's with the Spanish under nineties. Obviously, it's good for him. Uh, it's a winning mentality. But are you a bit I surprised?
0: Think- are you surprised that City have actually let it happen, given you know we've Probably only got not. we've only got two um, senior centre backs on the tour. Otamendi um, is obviously not here. There's, I mean, I think it's fair to say there's a chance well, if he if he'd have played well that he could have been one of the starting centre backs at least in the game against Liverpool at, at Wembley for the
1: Community Shield. Well, that's exactly. I agree. Like, I think that's the mean. I think if he played well, he probably would have started in the community shield because because of the way it is, or at least got on the pitch or something. Whereas, in the same way that I think actually last season, Luke Bolt wasn't lucky because he got an injury just before it and he played every game at right back, and I think he would have started again. Um, But, yeah, I'm not surprised because I think, in general, like, Garcia is. um, he captains Spain at youth level and all that kind of stuff. And he's, he's a very proud man in a good way. He's obviously, he's like very kind of Barcelona graduate-esque in his mentality. And I think he'd want to play for his country. And I think he'd want to represent them and have a chance to win a trophy. And I think City would totally and utterly respect his wishes um, on that front. Uh, i I, I been selfish as a City fan. I think he's got more to learn being around Guardiola and playing alongside Stones and Laporte and all that kind of stuff. Um, but I don't think Ive is a bad option. I just think the more you play around the first team, the more chances you are you're going to get to play in the first team. I think it's just a natural progression of it. Um, whereas now, someone like Taylor Howard bellis has got those starting chances, and and maybe now Taylor Harwood bellis will be slightly more in the thoughts of Guardiola than Garcia would be. Not saying he'll be as much, but he's obviously asked the question. That question is is his that's been his opportunity. Uh, to be honest, in the selfish reasons, I'm actually kind of glad Garcia isn't there because we've learned something about a new lad now. You know. It would have been Garcia starting today instead of Howard Bellis, so we got to see um, uh, a local lad who could potentially just be as good. So it's kind of worked out well because we know about Garcia, and we've just seen someone emerge who could be as exciting potentially.
0: Mm, yeah, I, I, I must say I wanted to hold back my thoughts until I heard you, but I am. Tom. No, I'm I'm a bit disappointed that that he didn't come out. I think. Yeah, same. Context is, context is everything, and yeah, given that you know Otamendi won't be coming back till. Probably the day of, if not a couple of days before, the community shield. Stones had a bit of trouble last year. I think you know all city fans would accept that. From kind of you know the new year on, there's a you know there's a real opportunity with Vinny going. Um, if if you know if we don't sign someone, which is looking you know increasingly likely, that you know there's there's definite game time. I mean, Ot- Otamendi was probably yeah. fourth choice centre back last year. I mean, I know Vinny came. He, Vinny came in through late which probably in terms of game time yeah
1: yeah
0: you know maybe maybe um maybe Mendy had slightly more but you know realistically I think Mendy was still probably fourth choice and he played absolutely loads last year probably played you know 25-30 games so, oh,
1: exactly. yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, disappointed I'm, too, I'm, I'm I, a bit I, disappointed I feel like yeah I, I mean I understand why City would let him do that and I think it's the right call to let him do if he wants to just respect his wishes and all that kind of stuff but I think he, he could have put down a real marker um and, you know, maybe we would have learned a lot about him. Um, and all minutes in front of Guardiola, wearing the first team shirt, uh, in front of the eyes of the watching World and Sky Sports, they are just so valuable. They do, I just think they are. I think um, I am I was always in the camp last season of people going, oh, they should be in the Check and Trade trophy game instead of playing in the Carabao Cup. I was always in the camp of the camp of getting in the Carabao Cup games, the first team, you know, I guarantee every one of those lads will be playing in the first team for Guardiola, not playing against Sunderland, uh, you know, in this B team thing. I always think the young lads want to be around the first team um, and if they should be, they can because it's very hard for them to get any game time at all these days with the first team because of the quality of our squad. So chances like pre-season are just invaluable. So yeah. <coughs> yeah, spot on. Cool. All right, nice one. I think that's
0: a good note to end on. Um, well, yeah, we might catch up later on in the pre-season but um, yeah. Yeah, definitely. good to chat anyway. Thanks, Steve.
1: No worries, mate. I enjoyed
0: and it. Good stuff. And then for the listeners, yeah, as I said, um, there'll be, well, you may already be listening to it, but there'll be a review of um, this game. So listen out for that. Um ASAM will be hosting, I think, with Howard. Um, and so, yeah, as always, be safe, be well, and up the blues, everyone.